Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hop step. Off the line of scrimmage. Release off the line of scrimmage. Nick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. All the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 95. This is a special episode because we are on Thanksgiving week. So, you know, we got a bunch of games going to be flying off starting on Thursday. We even got a Black Friday game and then leading into Sunday, we got games. So we'll be touching on all those all those games and, and important ones that we want to talk about for Sunday. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Ike, how you doing? How you feeling? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. By the time this recording releases, it'll be Thanksgiving morning. And uh, yeah, it's... Uh, can't believe we're already here we're already here week 12 this is crunch time fantasy playoffs is around the corner gotta get dubs otherwise you're you're gonna be stuck you know stuck at home and watching other people set their lineups for meaningful games and so this is a very critical week in fantasy football but yeah it's pretty exciting pretty exciting um but on the on the uh on the same note as it pertains to Thanksgiving. I do have a question for you. So obviously you and I were in a lot of leagues together and we have a lot of managed leagues together and across all these leagues that you've, you know, you've drafted so many different players, different rounds, you know, traded for some, picked some up off of, off of the waiver wire at all the, at all the leagues that you're in, who is one player that you're thankful for? The one player I'm thankful for is David Montgomery. I know somebody that you've heard me talk about a lot, you know, before the season started and, and during the season that I was, somebody I was very high on because I just assumed that he would, you know, at least see the touches that we saw uh, Jamal Williams get last year. And he was the better running back anyway. So, and sure enough, you see him doing work when he's been, when he's been healthy. He's got a touchdown in every game he's played but one. RB8 in points per game, you know, 15th in explosive run rate, that's yards over 15 yards, fourth highest touchdown rate, second second lowest stuff rate, second highest missed tackle rate, 61% of the inside the five carries, third in yards after contact. It's just, just crazy what he's done this year. You know, in despite of, you know, all the hype that we have with Jameer Gibbs, but, I mean, now we're here at the point where, you know, Jameer is, kind of arrived and they kind of they trust him a lot more after you know after he's David McGurry went down so it should be interesting to see 
how the rest of the season unfolds, but that is the one player that I'm, I'm thankful for, for sure. Before we get to your player, in terms of who you're thankful for, outside of the touchdown rate and inside the five uh, touches, can you guess who is number one in a lot of those numbers I ran off or near the top of those those numbers I ran off? Do you have any guess? Explosive rush rate, second lowest stuff rate, 61% of the carries inside the five yards after contact. It's a guy that breaks a lot of tackles. It's not Jameer Gibbs, is it? No, it's not. Um, is it Jalen Warren? It is, actually. Oh, wow. That is a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We, we 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 sure didn't plan this because the guy that I was going to mention that I'm thankful for is Jalen Warren. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it is it is it is actually Jalen Warren. I think he's just you know he's no. First off, he's making my bold prediction from the from from August look really good. That you know I said that he's going to outscore Najee Harris in in in, in fantasy this year. But yeah, the last three games. You know he's he's been on a, he's been on a tear. He's been, he's been on a tear. He's had I think 88 yards, 101 yards, and, and 129 yards his last game against the Browns defense. Browns defense. Now they're a run funnel. They're a run funnel defense, but nonetheless, very tough defense to to get yards yards against at all, especially if you have an inept quarterback and a very questionable offensive system. But Jalen Warren just continues to show how how much better he is than Najee Harris. You know, explosive rush rate. EPA per play, EPA, EPA per rush, you know, success rate, yards per carry, almost the same metrics that he was better at Najee Harrison last year. He's better, you know, better this year as well. So, you know, Jalen Warren, I think all, a lot of the, a lot of the squads that I have Jalen Warren on are all playoff teams. All of them, every, every single team that I have Jalen Warren on, I think I have like out of like 14 managed leagues, I think I have him like six or seven. He's on all those, all those teams and they're in the playoffs. And because I I drafted a uh, you know pretty good team around around him, so wherever I got him, he's just adding to adding to the success. And now since you know the the, the you know the season is, is is winding down and it's playoff time, and he's just getting ramped up again. Yeah, I, I see him, and plus he has a favorable schedule coming down the stretch, and so it's it's wheels up for Jalen Warren, and he's one of the players for sure that I'm most certainly thankful for. Yeah, that's wild that. I mean, I didn't have a clue who your player was, and it just so happened that my random question was the player that you were going to talk about. It it worked out. It worked out, and you know what? Honest, honestly, like I was, I was kind of debating back and forth between him and him and Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is, you know, I I over the years I wasn't really overly fond of drafting quarterbacks high, but over the last couple of years I've kind of started leaning in that leaning into that a little bit more because you know you don't want to. You know, you know, streaming quarterbacks later, you know, late is, is fine. But over the last couple of years, that just hasn't been that that good of a good of a strategy. So what I what I did overall this year was I attacked quarterback early. I got it out of the way. You know, round four, round three, round four, I was attacking quarterback and then just letting the chips fall where they may. And you know, Jay, and it, it just it it's just it's so reassuring to just have a quarterback that you know is going to get you 20, 20 plus fancy points every single week, no matter what kind of game he's having. Especially yeah. this past week, like this week against the Chiefs, tough defense. He threw for 160 yards and still, still was a QB one in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> he had those two, those two um, brotherly shoves, you know, in, in the game against the, against the Chiefs. Because you know, like that's one thing you can count on. They get to the one yeah. yard line, 
they're going to push Jalen Hurts in. And yep. so that was another guy that I was considering. But ultimately, I, I settled on Jalen Moore because I, I have a, a lot of, you know, a lot of teams that are in prime playoff position. And he's on and he's and he's a big part of it. But on the on the token of or on the same notes of, of the Steelers, they finally did it, man. They finally, finally did. They <laughs> finally fired Matt Canada after after all this time. I mean, honestly, like this, this move has been long overdue. It's been long overdue. Probably should have happened last offseason. They, you know, 16 and a half points per game, 31st in yards, 28th in, you know, you name they're, 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 they're bottom five in almost all offensive metrics. Kenny Pickett hasn't done himself any favors, but honestly, it's, you know, and, and we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk a little bit about Kenny Pickett a little bit later, but man, this, this offensive system with the skill guys they have, you know, they have, you know, Jalen Warren and, and Najee, Harris, Najee Harris is talented, but, you know, wide receivers, Deontay, Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens, like Pat Firemuth, the tight end, they, they have skill guys everywhere. And they just every every single week they just continue to fall short of expectations on on offense. So hopefully this is a you know a you know a, a shot in the arm for that offense, and you know hopefully they can you know get their may, maybe use George Pickens a little bit more creatively because all he's doing is just running outside routes down the field, not really using him in, inside and using him on slants or so you can take him to the crib, take pass to the crib or anything like they're just. He's he's outside and he's frustrated. They they did that when he when DJ was hurt and then when he came back they're just moving right. All right, go back outside, go run your go run your 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 goes and your your deep stops that Kenny Pickett can't throw. Uh, you know, just just be just be there, just get your cardio. Yeah, get your get your cardio up, son. That's that's what they're doing, and it's yeah. So let let's let's just hope that the the the, the Pittsburgh offense is a little bit more creative. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you in terms of it being overdue. It just, I mean, they're blessed to be seven and three, honestly, with with how bad their offense is. They they honestly should they they might low key need to be should be undefeated with their luck, with their luck mixed with any type of offensive, you know, just averageness. They would they might be undefeated right now, or they could be three and seven. Uh, with their luck also so it's amazing how they're winning games like it it really is yeah it really it really is amazing how much how how they're winning games like honestly they I mean they should have beaten the browns on sunday yep if kenny pickett was just average if he was just average if he was just bare minimum if he did the bare minimum they probably win that game by <laughs> by a touchdown probably but you know it's it's a combination of a lot of things, but Matt Canada for sure had to go. He for sure had to go. It's, it was just long overdue. I think they're sitting on like fifty six, almost sixty games in a row without going over four hundred yards on offense, something like that. I have to go back and up uh, look at the updated updated number, but when whenever I first discovered it, it was like around forty five, fifty games, and I and they haven't done it since since I even looked the stat up. So I'm, I just need to see where the tally is at this point. Yeah, and I think that uh, Kenny Pickett in the the year and a half with the nineteen twenty games he's played, he's only thrown what's still only six or seven to- seven touchdowns with yeah, these he, weapons. It just I don't know, man. It don't make no sense. Yeah, yeah. Twenty in, twenty twenty two or twenty three games he's played in his career, he's only gone over two two touchdown passes one time, or he hit two touchdown passes once. So more than one touchdown pass, one game out of twenty two or twenty three. 
Which it, is crazy because in this climate, two should be like the default. Like even when you're betting, one and a half is like the default over under. Yeah. With juice with juice to the over. <laughs> with juice with juice to the over. With juice to the over. So if you took Kenny Pickett's touchdown prop, I mean, I, th- I think it, I think at some point, you know, prize prize picks or 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 uh, or underdog, they they've taken it down. So they took it, yeah. They, they just took it down because yeah. they know they're just gonna get. They were just getting ravaged. And it's like, oh yeah, bet the owner Kenny Pickett every week. And so I, I don't know if they're gonna put it up this week because of an, a, a new offensive philosophy in town, but that that remains to be seen. That remains to be seen. Yeah. All right. Do we want to touch on the Eagles and Chiefs game? You got anything? To add? I mean, the one thing. <laughs> nah, go ahead. MVS. That I mean. Hey, that's that's your boy though. That's your boy. Nah, man. I think that's just that those drops are just a microcosm of what Mahomes has dealt with this season. I think they have the most drops as a as a group in the league, and it's not close. Uh, We've been everybody's been saying that they need help a wide receiver. They just don't do it. They can't do it because they're they're strapped cap wise. But I mean, my goodness, you're not even you're presumably best wide receiver Rasheed Rice you're not even he's still not getting on the field enough uh, for him to do anything whenever they put you know Tony on the field is like the a dot's like point one. like it's not anywhere and half the time he drops the ball Sky Moore is still a nothing I mean your best wide receiver was Justin Watson and he had 10 targets that's a that's a problem he's operating as their, as their number one wide receiver <laughs> That's a problem. He plays a and lot. He, he plays a lot. Runs a lot of routes, and he's actually yeah. getting targets, which yeah. is, which is crazy to see. Um, and then you saw how Kelsey looked. I mean, it looked like his hands were still in Argentina because yeah. he was just either fumbled or he just was dropping key passes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's troubling. I mean, I mean, we've seen the offense this year. It hasn't really looked good. I'm not sure what they can really do. They're just gonna have to lean on that defense and and you know. Continue to lean on Pacheco. Honestly, he was good, and then they just stopped running the ball. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacheco was getting some yards. He was getting a lot of. He was getting some explosive rushes out there. But um, but on the Eagle side, I mean, they 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 did they did everything they could. To, they did everything they could to win the first half. They couldn't protect Jalen Hurts. I think the Chiefs got to him all, you know quite a bit, mm-hmm. and then they started running screens to DeAndre Swift, which would, now those are really really good play calls. And DeAndre Swift looked really good. On, yep. uh, on Monday night. So he looked really good in the open field was a handful. So if if that's something they can lean on moving forward, like open up another element of this offense, that's even that's even more scary. I know AJ Brown only had one catch for eight yards. That I mean that's an that's a mulligan. That's an that's an anomaly. It's not gonna happen again. So that hurt that boy was hearing that law and order uh theme music in the background the holding night. Yeah, and then but one thing we did talk about prior to this, um, as as we were doing our preview, was De- Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith mm-hmm. got Dallas Goddard. How his numbers went up, and he was averaging around eight targets and you know double digit fantasy points. Had five for ninety nine and on a near touchdown, almost got yep. a touchdown. If he didn't slow down and the way he caught the ball, if he ke- if he kept his momentum going forward. He probably would have scored on that play on that deep on that deep pass in the fourth quarter, but he he yep. slowed it up, which was I guess it was smart the way that he he just wanted to make sure he secured the catch. But he would, he could have had an even bigger game. But Devontae Smith, so far, you know he he's picking up where he's left where he left off, especially as it relates to Dallas Goddard being out of the lineup and getting him yep. and getting targets. Yep, he is. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about these 
these Thursday, these Thursday night, these Thanksgiving turkey games on Thursday. The first one I want to talk about is the Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit favored by seven and a half, 47 over under. So they're expecting a lot of points, but they expect Detroit to, you know, win this one kind of comfortably. On the Green Bay side, we got Aaron Jones. We know he's he's not playing this week. Uh, we saw uh, Jaden Reed pop up on the injury report. It looks like he's going to be ready to go for tomorrow. I mean, yeah, for he's, tonight. There's a game. Yeah, he's cleared. But I do know on in terms of you no know, the offense for for Green Bay that Detroit allows forty five percent play success rate, which is ninth highest. The last time these two teams played, Jordan Love played, uh, scored twenty points. That was in week four, and that was the last time he hit 20-plus points was that week four matchup. And that was around the time where, you know, he was overachieving on, you know, on a lot of bad, you know, numbers-wise. But obviously that that caught up with him. We saw him play well last week. So hopefully he can carry this over to this this coming uh, matchup. And we also know that Love has the fourth-best adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup versus the Detroit defense who we've seen been giving it up to quarterbacks as of late. They're allowing 22 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks in the last five, which is fifth most. So it should be interesting to see. We also do know that Musgrave is going to be out for at least four weeks. He's on IR. So it should be interesting how this offense operates because from a wide receiver perspective, you can't really trust Christian Watson. He's, I mean, he's just been completely sticking it up. hope you're not jamming him in your lineups. He's been, been unplayable. You no, know, Romeo Dobbs is. I mean, he 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 always ends up saving his day with a late touchdown. I don't know why they wait so late in the game that they get him going. But you no, know, Jaden Reed is the is the guy clearly that that's been you know been working well with 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 Jordan, with Jordan Love. So I, I, that's one guy for sure that I'm going to be playing on on the Packers side. Is is Reed? You can you can probably play Love in this matchup. Dobbs, you can probably squeeze him in, but I don't know. I don't think I want to play Christian Watson, man. I don't see anything, see anything there to to be have me convinced to play him. Oh, AJ Dillon, since he's probably gonna be the guy. Uh, I mean, it, do you do you do you really trust? I mean, yes, he's gonna get volume, but is he gonna do anything with that volume? I, I yeah. We've we've seen him. We've seen him most of the season. Aaron Jones hasn't played, and what is what is. What stand like what? What is one game you can pinpoint to say, man? AJ Dillon really killed in this game. You can't. You 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 don't remember. <laughs> if you can't remember a game where AJ Dillon was good in fantasy off the top of your head without Aaron Jones, probably shouldn't play him. I and yeah. I, I yeah I get it. He's a starting running back, and you know, he's going to get volume, and he's going to be in a trailing game script. I totally get it, but I I just I, I don't I don't see any. I don't. I don't see any upside for him, and I think Detroit's not. They're not terrible versus running backs, are they? Like, um, I, I think they're no. Most, they're not. They're 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 more they're more a pass funnel than anything. They're more a pass yeah. funnel than, than 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 run funnel, and so there's opportunities. Like you said, Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed's the guy. Jaden Reed back to back games of 19 fantasy points, wide receiver 11 exactly. And so he's the guy that we're going to be looking for. That we're going to be trusting the most in these lineups. I know Romeo Dobbs. He has four touchdowns in the last five games. But I think it's I think it's mostly Jaden Reed, and I think one thing you can also look look at is Jordan Love using his legs. He hasn't used his legs over the last several games, but early in the season he he was he was hitting his rushing yards prop. He was going over that, and he was 
you know, he's, he had he had a couple of rushing touchdowns here and there, which is part of why he was getting away with it early in the season because mm-hmm. of, you know, despite those bad efficiency metrics. And so that's another, that's another element that we can look at on the green Bay side, but as it pertains to the Detroit side, a couple things, their run game, the run game got, was alive and well in the week four matchup. David Montgomery had 121 yards and three touchdowns, 70% snaps, almost 80% of the rush attempts. I don't know if we're going to see that type of usage this time around, given how Jameer Gibbs is, given how well Jameer Gibbs has been playing. Because we know, as you, as you remember, I th- did Jameer Gibbs miss that game due to the hamstring injury? Uh, the week four matchup? Yeah. I think mm, either either he missed yeah, the I, game or he just didn't play that much. Yeah, like I don't think he played. I don't. I don't think he played much in that one. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't remember off the top of my head. But if if he dominated snaps and rush attempts like that, I, I believe that it was it was it was either due to the hamstring injury. Or he just, he was still ramping up. His, he was his, still ramping up. He was still ramping up because that. I mean, that week it was, it looked like every other week before that where he only had thirty eight percent of snaps, nineteen percent of the rush attempts. So yeah, he. He just wasn't trusted yet. So, yeah, Gibbs was still, again, ramping up. He wasn't really trusted. But if you look at the last game, Jameer Gibbs played more than David Montgomery, played more snaps, got more usage in the passing game. But Montgomery did outcarry him 12-8. to eight. Again, that game script was weird against the Bears. And so I, I, since they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites, we could look for a positive game script. But I think Jameer Gibbs will probably factor in a little bit more on early, on early downs in getting more rush attempts. And another thing, He's actually getting he's actually getting more more um more opportunities in the goal line. Getting more goal line opportunities. So that's another thing that we're 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 not we a lot of people are overlooking. He's getting some goal line opportunities. And so I think this run game is 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 firing on all cylinders and we can see a obviously you can start both of them. You can start both of them at the same time. If you have both of them on your squad, they can both be top 15 options. This week against the against the Packers. Next game that we should touch on. <laughs> this one should be a, a quick one. It's Washington at Dallas for the afternoon game. We're favored by 12 points, 49 point total. So they expect a lot of points, probably on our side, because we're favored by almost two touchdowns. But as people know, if you're better, that Dak usually doesn't cover these games. So these might be closer than you think. But I expect a lot of points in this one. Uh, Washington's defense allows the fourth highest EPA per play, third highest EPA per pass, and Dallas is eighth in, in pass rate over expected. And Washington has a bottom 10 pressure rate. So, and all those things mixed up together should 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 be a, a, a great fantasy day for Dallas, for CD, for pretty much all the wide receivers, any of them that you want. Should just be a good day for all of them. It should might be even a decent day for Pollard because I don't think we're gonna see rookie uh Rico Doddle during the game. And I'm not sure how much they're gonna play Malik Davis. So for the offense for Cowboys, it should be it should be a, a great feast for sure. Yeah, I mean, and what what have we what have we done all all season long? Fade the commander's defense. Yep. Tommy DeVito looked very competent against that against that commander's secondary last week. Tommy DeVito. Tommy freaking DeVito. Despite taking nine sacks, he was still able to carve up the commanders and have 31 points, put 31 points on the board. So, I mean, the Cowboys probably score, you know, 40 points in this game and another route, another route. And like you mentioned about Washington's bottom 10 pressure rate, 
guess who's the best at pressuring the quarterback in the NFL? The Cowboys. <laughs> and so that means a lot of Sam Howell pass attempts or potential pass attempts, at least he's going to be fighting for his life, running for his life. He's got the third, the, you know, the, the commanders, they have the third highest pass rate over expected. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going to pass the ball quite a bit. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the, with the commanders pass catchers, Terry McLaurin. He's, he hasn't gotten going over the last couple of weeks. Curtis Samuel got weirdly got ejected last week. <laughs> like, what the hell is that about? He did. Yeah, he got ejected last week. It was weird. It was a weird game. Weird game. Got ejected last week, so he'll he'll be he'll be back. He'll be he'll be getting some some slot some slot opportunities. Uh, Jahan Dotson as well. So there, there'll be plenty of targets for these Commanders pass catchers because Sam Howell. Will, I mean, he's if you look at his game log, he's passed the ball at least forty plus times. You know, seven out of eleven weeks. So he's going to air it out. He's going. He's yeah. going to air it out. He leads the league in pass yards. So the, the yeah. third highest pass over pass rate over expected. So they're going to pass the ball a lot. But who you who you can trust to start is another thing because all of them still are between like fourteen to like eighteen percent target share. So on the commander side, who do you who do you trust to start? I know somebody that for sure is B Rob. He's been. I think he's RB seven rb8 for the season and you have yeah. no sign of, of antonio gibson anywhere so yeah he is yeah antonio gibson is out or he, he was listed as doubtful he'll get officially ruled out before the game so yeah brian brian robinson quiet top six running back in fantasy which was completely unexpected considering how much antonio gibson i drafted this mm-hmm. this offseason in best ball what a fail that was yeah so but yeah, that that's the only guy you can really trust, and you can possibly put Terry McLaurin because he's a starting receiver, All right? He's a, he's a, he's he's the he's the de facto number one there. But outside of that, I mean, who you, you can't really can't really trust anybody. Speaking of players you can trust, this next game you got a lot of players you can trust. 49ers at Seahawks. 49ers are seven and seven point favorites. Forty four game total. First on the San Francisco side, you definitely trust all all the skill guys that are involved, right? Brock Purdy over the last couple of games, it's been pretty much lights out. He, he, I think he's had, I think he had a perfect passer rating the last game against the. Yeah, against he the did. Had a, yeah. yeah, had a perfect passer rating, and then the, the game before against Jacksonville on the road completely, tar- you know, carved them up. So this is usual for the for the Forty ers I mean, this, they have a great matchup. Seattle. I mean, now now granted, Seattle they've been pretty good against wide receivers. You know, the last five, you know, over the last five games, they've given up the third lowest fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. So they've been kind of holding their own a little bit. You know, Devon Witherspoon and, and Tariq Woolen out there, you know, out there, you know, locking, locking folks down um, by for the most part. But in terms of running backs, not so much. Not so good. Not so good. They've allowed the most fantasy points per game <laughs> to running backs over the last five games. And so and they've they've allowed the most RB1 and RB2 weeks. So Christian McCaffrey is going to feast on Thursday night, mm. like it's Thanksgiving, which it is Thanksgiving. So <laughs> he will he he will he will feast. But just real quick on the on the Seattle side, there's a couple things. Geno Smith is expected to play for Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll did say he's going to play, and Kenneth Walker is listed, was listed as doubtful. And so we'll we'll see a lot of Zach Charbonnet and. You know, he was he got 21 touches last week and but only scored 12 fantasy points. <sighs> not 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 the not the best efficiency 
we would we would have liked to see, but that that's that's what happens when you when you're going against you know tough. De- well, I don't know. The Rams are, Rams defense is really that tough from a from a, a fantasy points allowed to to the running backs. I don't know if, how tough they really are, but this is this is this game is probably going to be. Mm, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, it's gonna tough, be tough, tough for him. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding. It's gonna be tough sledding. Now, if the if the Seahawks can can actually buy time for Geno Smith to get to get you know to to take shots down the field, they have an opportunities because San Francisco's there. They are giving up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last five games. So that's an opportunity for for the Seahawks to exploit. Should they get time to you know should Geno Smith get time? Do you have anything else on this game? Because I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, this is straightforward. Uh, San Francisco, you start all all their major weapons. I mean, even Kittle. Kittle has a prime matchup uh, this week. He has the third best, you know, tight end matchup per PFF. Six best adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, in the last five uh, for Seattle. So, I mean, you you can even start Kittle. Just start everybody on the 49ers side. You know, you can, I mean, you can start Sharps. You can start Lockett. DK would be interesting to see if he plays. And I think he will play. I don't know. Actually, well, yeah, I know he, he, oh, he missed practice due to a toe injury. So, wait. Yeah, he has a plethora of injuries. So, it should be interesting. We'll, we'll see if he plays or not. But if he doesn't play, I mean, then you'll reluctantly fire up Jason. But I just don't know how effective they're going to be. Uh, versus 49ers this coming uh, in, in this game. So, like you said, it's pretty straightforward. We can move on to the next one. We got the Black Friday game, the first Black Friday game ever for the NFL. We got Miami uh, favored by a 10, 41 point over under. Game total, I mean, at the Jets versus Tim Boyle. Oof. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think this one's pretty. I think this one's pretty straightforward too, in terms of Miami should win, but it, it's going to be interesting because the Jets' defense is real. We've seen the Jets hold down wide receivers. In fact, the Miami wide receivers have a down matchup. The Jets have held wide receivers to the lowest fantasy points allowed in the last five. They are the uh, lowest adjusted fantasy points allowed. To wide receivers match up in the last five, they allowed the seventh lowest EPA per pass, and have only allowed five wide receiver one or wide receiver two games all year, which is third lowest. So, temper your expectations, possibly here. I would be. I mean, you're still going to start. I mean, regardless, you're still going to start Waddle and Hill, but don't be surprised if they don't you know blow this blow this matchup up uh, because of that good defense. But again, they're probably going to be the defense is going to be on the field so much that you got to give something up. So. But this is a plus matchup for for uh, Raheem Mostert. They um, you, you're able to run on the Jets. You just can't pass on them. Uh, yeah, we they, know they, are, they are definitely a run flow because they just you know they they're just not surrendering pass surrendering passing yards at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now Josh Allen had a bounce back game against you know last week, and and Khalil Shakir got loose for that 81 yard touchdown. But outside of that, I mean, that was just one big play, and they were yep, still crickets. they were still struggling for you know kind of in that game. I think Diggs had three for like thirty. Uh, yeah. Gabe Davis was a goose egg, basically. Uh, Boy, Gabe Davis, man, he was a no show. <laughs> he was a no show. No call, no show. We no saw call, uh, no show. Uh, 
Kincaid, I think he had like six for like 30 something. Like you just yeah, they just didn't do anything in passing outside that that uh that long touchdown. We know A Chain's not playing. He's dealing with that knee injury. Um so on the Jet side, like I said, Tim Boyle, Wolf, I don't know what's I don't know what they're gonna do, honestly. I know uh Brees Hall has the second worst adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup. And uh, uh, Miami allows the fewest fantasy points and receiving yards to running backs in the last five games. So, oh, man, I don't I don't know what else to say here. Uh, Wilson and Hall, I mean, Wilson has a good matchup, but again, the offense is so trash that I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure if you even want to play him this week, honestly. It's just going to be bad. I'm not sure what you're expecting here, but I, I don't think, they chose the bad Black Friday game, honestly. This should be, this should be a stinker. Yeah, and, and then Tim Boyle, like, just, he's he's what 29 years old and he was undrafted and i think he played at uh i think he played at uconn i believe i believe he played at uconn and you know one thing that can give you confidence is saying hey well maybe he was really really productive in college and he he can he's shown us something on tape to 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 to, to indicate that you know what it could possibly be an upgrade given the state of the offense no it's not I, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but they 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 rattled off the stat and they said that Tim Boyle, in three years at UConn, completed less than fifty percent of his passes, had one touchdown and thirteen interceptions in three years, and so never been good, not good. If you know th- those of you that are that are playing leagues with with defenses, Miami defense should, should have been at the top of the waiver priority list. Because he's probably going to be throwing a lot of interceptions, a lot of interceptions. But that that concludes the Thanksgiving slash Black Friday slate. Let's go to the Sunday slate. There's a couple of games we want to highlight that we have circled here. First, let's go to Houston. Jack they host Jacksonville. Jacksonville one and a half point favorites on the road, forty eight and a half point over under. Uh, wrote a couple things here. We saw Trevor Lawrence bounce back versus Tennessee. I mean, are we are we actually buying it? Are we are we are we buying this performance? Because Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he he's he's given us a lot of duds. He had two rushing touchdowns last week. Probably won't see that again. Had a couple of touchdowns to Calvin Ridley. Probably won't see that again. Um, I, I I don't know. Like the last time he played Houston, he was you know a Q, he was a, a back end or mid or mid tier QB two versus Houston. So you know I. I it's it's a it's a good matchup. I mean, it's it's a good matchup for versus um for you know it's a good matchup for Trevor Lawrence, sixth best adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup versus quarterbacks. And so the last five games, Houston's they've been allowing at least twenty fantasy points to the quarterback. So and that's ninth most. I mean, there there's opportunities for Trevor Lawrence, but I I need to see it again before I can really get back on board. What do you think? Uh, I agree, man. Like, I this should be a prime matchup. This should be a spot where, if he's, if if we want to buy it, then do it here because you can pass on Houston, even though they got gotten a little bit healthier in the secondary. You can still do some work in the passing game versus this team. So, if you're if you say you're 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 the guy that people want to claim you are, and the offense is back to where it needs to be, then you know show us. Like, there's a bunch of numbers that show us that you should be able to 
to do something versus this Houston team. And I think the one thing they're missing on this offense is ETN. They haven't really used ETN after they came back from the bye like they were before the bye. He's not getting the majority of the touches like he was. They're mixing in uh, poor Tank Bigsby and uh, Dearness Johnston, who's been actually not bad at all, but he's just not being used to you know the full capabilities that they were using him before this before that buy. So now, if they can get him mixed in, then hopefully we can, you know, the offense can get really rolling. Now, just just real quick, I mean, the, the last two matchups they had, they had the 49ers really good against running backs and the yeah. Titans really good against running backs. That's true. So they, they, they may get a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of uh, – a little, a little bit of a reprieve here, and I think Travis Etienne can kind of get back on, get back on track. But just last thing on Jacksonville, though, I, I was listening to to JJ Zacharyson earlier, and he mentioned something very interesting about Calvin Ridley. In the four games that Zay Jones has been active, three of those are basically the games that Calvin Ridley has done well. Yep. So, yep. and this he, past week was the first game him coming first back. Game, and what do you do? Back in so and so and so long. So, and then, and then on the reverse of that, and Christian Kirk in those games was poor. And this past week, what was Christian Kirk? He was poor. very poor. Very poor. So if Zay Jones can stay on the field and, and and shift some things away from Calvin Ridley, maybe this opens up Calvin Ridley a little bit more down, you know, down the field, intermediate, intermediate range. I know it's a good match. It could be a good matchup for him. So you know, the Houston they get they they have the second highest. You know, CPOE allowed at four point nine. So Trevor Lawrence can can find some opportunities down the field, and maybe Calvin Ridley benefits. So what what do you have on the on the Houston side? Do you have anything on the Houston side outside of CJ Stroud and Tank Dell just just being awesome and being a special combination? <laughs> I know, I know. There's really nothing else to add here. I believe Damian Pierce is supposed to be back this week, so I'm not sure with how he's going to be used with. You no, know, Devin Singletary all of a sudden just being being a force to be reckoned with in the back as a back hundred yard games. Has he ever done that in his career? Uh, I don't think so. Man, he's looking really. Yeah, he's he, he's he's yeah. been balling, man. Been balling. Yeah, he's been balling. I'm not sure what how they're gonna use use him with with uh, Damian coming back, but I believe they don't really believe in Damian that fits the system. They prefer Devin, so uh, he might be more of the same, honestly. Uh, in terms of CJ Stroud, I mean, there's nothing to really say about CJ Stroud. You see, we we see what's going on. We see what he's doing. He's he he's elevating the players around him. So um, he, I he just did throw three picks. Him. He did throw three did. picks. Typical. It looks like it looked like a rookie at times with those. You know, two of those interceptions were like really bad. I think one of them was just uh, I think maybe a tip off of a tip pass or something. But um, but he he threw he threw some interceptions. Typical rookie stuff. But outside of that, I mean, he. Had found found Tank Dell down the field, still made some awesome throws. So I think ultimately he's 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 still fine uh, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think he's fine. Uh, but like I said, I expect a lot of points in this one. So nothing on the Houston side. All right, next game, Buffalo at Philly. We got Philly favored by three and a half. I think really the the most important thing here is can we see Stephon Diggs get back on track, man? Like. He's been like a no call, no show for the last few weeks, and I don't know what's go- I don't know what's going on over there. Honestly, this offense has not looked right. They fired fired Ken Dorsey, and the offense still didn't look right. So, this is a prime spot to get it right though, because um, they have the best 
you know, matchup according to adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. That's Philly. They give up the most. So we should see Stephon Diggs get back on track. We have not seen a good, you know, uh, Darius Slay or Bradbury this year at all. The secondary has really been hasn't been good at all. And they're in there a pass one on top of that. So we should we should see, you know, Josh Allen try to get him back involved in this offense, hopefully. Yeah, and it's it's a far cry from last week, right? They 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 went from the you know the 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 worst matchup to the best matchup for for opposing wide receivers. So this opens up Khalil Shakir. Maybe Gabe Davis can make a make an appearance. But yeah, for me it's 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 definitely all about Stephon Diggs. It's all about Stephon Diggs. The last couple of games has not does not look like the typical Diggs you're used to seeing. But I think he gets busy in this game. Probably a lot, you know, a lot of points gonna probably be scored. What's the total in this? Like 50, 50, 51? Uh, it is 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Well, I'm sure by by kickoff, it'll be like 49, 49 and a half. If you, you know, people people will bet this up because they're at the yeah. point scored. On the, on the flip side of that, Philadelphia running game, they have a top 10 matchup. Top 10 favorable matchup versus Buffalo. Buffalo, they give up a lot of rushing yards. A lot, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of explosive rushes. High yards per carry, and DeAndre Swift, who we saw looked really good on Monday night against the Chiefs, will yep. will definitely take advantage and exploit some of those some some of those running lanes, especially with with Jalen Hurts freezing linebackers, doing read options, and how that how that run game is you know just kind of you know you kind of opens things up uh, for for those running backs with with Jalen Hurts kind of holding the ball and and deciding whether or not he wants to take off with it. So it, this is those those two those those are the two main storylines. Buffalo's wide receivers have a really good matchup, and Philly's running backs have a, a a top ten favorable matchup. That's basically it. For I mean, we can talk about the quarterbacks all all day. I mean, they're the top two quarterbacks in fantasy. Josh Allen yep. number one, Taylor <laughs> Hurts number two. So it should be a fun game from a fantasy perspective overall. So this is one of the ones I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah, and I'm sure people are wondering: Are we going to see AJ? Brown come back this week also, so no, oh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure, yeah, that's yeah, we 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 can we can ex- we can expect that to we can we can expect that to happen. But the last game on the Sunday slate we want to discuss Baltimore at Los Angeles. Baltimore four four point road favorites at the Chargers, so it's going to be on Sunday Night Football. I'm sure I'm sure that's going to be you know it's a, it's a, yeah it's a forty eight point forty and a half point um to- point total, so a lot of points potentially being scored there. Should be a, should be another fun one from a fantasy perspective. You know what? This week twelve slate they're giving us a lot of fun games, a lot of a lot of a lot of fun games. They're get, they're they're giving us Buffalo, Philly, Baltimore, Los Angeles Chargers. You you got Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears in Minnesota on on Monday Night Football. Jacksonville at Houston. It's a it's you know, a makeup for last week, man. It's a, it's a make <laughs> it's a makeup for last week, and there's no bye weeks, so. It is a full slate, full of the full, until we get to week thirteen where we have six teams on bye. So mm. final, you know, final heavy, final heavy bye week. But in any, in any event, the the big the big storyline coming out of this one is Mark the injury to Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely replacing him. And I mentioned on the on the waiver show that you know Isaiah Likely is a one for one replacement for Mark Andrews because if you look at the last three years, or I'm sorry, the last. You know, look at last year, three games where he played at least 65% of the snaps. He finishes a tight end one three times, all three of those times. So mm. 
there. I think he was like the cube, uh, the, the, the tight end nine, tight end three, and a tight end two. So he was, he, he was. And I think one of the now I'll, I'll, I will say one of those games was like week eighteen. So it's a game that we didn't or a week that we don't really care about. But there was another game where he was a tight end one. So uh, again, I think this he, he's he'll he'll be fitting in nicely. Now we did get news today that Rashad Bateman hurt his foot again in practice. Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh did say he's going to be okay, but uh, it's, it's a surgically same, repaired foot. It's, it's a surgically repaired foot. I'm just saying. He said they said he went down on a route. That's when you, when you go down on a route, saying oh he'll be fine, and it's the middle of the week. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. know. And Odell Odell Beckham is is banged up with his shoulder. I don't know if he practiced today or not. He, I think he did practice. I didn't see any reports saying that he didn't practice, but. In any event, this opens up Zay, obviously opens up Zay Flowers to to get a lot of targets and Isaiah Likely to replace Mark Andrews. And so, I mean, that's that's what I have on the Ravens side. What do you have on the Chargers side? Chargers, they need help because um, you know, you know, Keenan Allen's doing what he does, but he needs somebody, he needs somebody else. Somebody, he's begging for somebody else. You, QJ just anybody. QJ is just not it, man. Did you see after the game? They did like, you know, the you know, the NFL rookies where they kind of follow each of the, the main rookies, the first round pick rookies that had a camera during the draft. And they showed whenever QJ got drafted, they said he showed they showed him talking to like the, the group that he was talking with because he did at some private location. And he told his mom, he was like, yeah, you don't got to work again. Put in your two week notice. And then they showed then the next clip was uh, a, a SpongeBob. Uh, three where, hours later yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of spongebob scene where it's like job applications here or something like this so i'm wild i was like come on man like this dude that's so rude it is very rude so man rude. but he's been he's been so bad i don't know you know Jalen guyton i know he's still trying to recover from an injury trying to get back darius davis uh, i mean they don't the tight ends i know jared Everett's is probably not playing this week so Lean on the eight other tight ends that they got that they're not really good. I mean, the real question is when are they going to get Austin Eckler back in in the uh, receiving part of the game? Use his receiving prowess in this offense because it's been hit or miss the last few weeks. Like they'll use him a lot in one game, and the next game they just don't pass him the ball. Next game he'll get eight targets. Next game he get one. So make more make more sense of the usage for Austin Eckler. He can catch the ball like. You're not resigning him after the season. So get the full usage, especially when you don't have another trusted pass passing option. Like get him, let's get him active in the passing game. Yeah, yeah. And and I think a part of it has to do with the fact that he's potentially still working his way back from that ankle injury. Mm. Because if you look at that that 137 yard run he had last week, he was looking super slow. So maybe he just doesn't have that level of explosiveness that he used to have. But yeah, they the, the the usage doesn't make any sense. I think they 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 should get back, you know, get back to them in this game against the Ravens. Should be a, tra- a, tra- a potentially trailing game script. And again, the Chargers don't have anything outside of Keenan Allen to really rely on. So rely on your best players. Lean on your best players. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. That's that's how the offense should run on yeah. Sunday night. And so hopefully we see a lot of that. Yep. All right. Let's real quick talk about some. Favorable and unfavorable matchups. First one for favorable is whoever is starting running back for the Rams versus the Cardinals. Arizona has allowed 
the most RB1, RB2 weeks with 12. They have allowed the six most fancy points per game to running backs, 25 points in the last five, and they've allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the last five, which at six. So if it's Kyron, that's going to be – I know Kyron's got activated, so if he's starting this week, then you fire him up. Shoot, even they just cut uh, uh, Daryl Henderson. So, I mean, that leads me to believe that Kyron's going to be playing. If not, then uh, Freeman, start Royce Freeman. Oh, no, he's playing. One. No, Kyron, Kyron is, is playing. They activated him. Uh, they're going to activate him, but he practiced today. I think he practiced Okay. Cool. So, he, he's playing. Kyron is back. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, fire him up. That, that's I mean, the, the guy, man. Yeah, the last time he played, he had like 158 yards, right? Yeah. So Yeah, something like that. So, start firing him up. All right, the next favorable matchup is Winston at Atlanta. The best adjusted fantasy points allowed matchup this week. Atlanta has allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last five at 24 points. Atlanta has the third lowest check down rate at 5.9. Second highest time to pressure the quarterback at almost three seconds. 12th and allowed explosive play rate and six allowed air and six most allowed air yards. So all these things mixed together, knowing that Winston loves throwing the deep ball, this should be a prime matchup for him and those pass, those passing options, especially the ones that like going deep, like Shahid and, and Chris Olave. All right. For unfavorable matchups, the one that I want to talk about most is D hop versus Car- uh, Carolina Panthers. Carolina has allowed the fourth lowest fancy points to our receivers in the last five games at 24.6. Allowed the third lowest fan re- receiving yards to our receivers at 103 in the last five per game. And they have the third worst adjusted fancy points allowed matchup this week. So it could be really tough sledding for D Hop this week, even though there's not really anybody else to pass the ball to. So Yeah, and then if you if you look at last week, I mean Dak Prescott didn't even have 200 yards passing. Right. I mean, it's true. D.D. Lamb had 38 yards. Brandon Cooks had 42 yards. So they were able to to keep the Cowboys offense. I wouldn't say keep, keep them in check, but just keep their path their 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 dot and their yards per attempt yards per completion a lot lower than what they're accustomed to doing, at least over the last month or so. So, yeah, if 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 if, you, if the Panthers made it tough on on Dallas's passing attack, imagine what it'll do to a rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with one receiver to throw to. He might get Traylon Burks back this week, but I'm not sure that really much means much of anything because Traylon hasn't done much of anything in his career so far, so sadly. Yeah, but he had the concussion too, so he hasn't played yeah. since November 2nd concussion, so that's one thing to monitor. So that is the end of the matchups and all the games that we're going to talk about this week. Real quick before we get up out of here, is there any props you're interested in in any of those you know, Thursday or, or Friday games? Yeah, uh, the first prop I want to—I mean, the first prop I'm in- interested in is, uh, is Sam Howell over pass attempts. Right now, I think Underdog has it at 39 and a half. He's cleared this number of seven seven out of eleven games this year. So, and you know, like we mentioned, they are the the, the Commanders. They're third in pass rate over expected, and he leads the league in dropbacks, leads the league in passing yards. And so, I think in this game, they're twelve they're twelve point um, underdogs, negative game scripts. It's it's calling for another another pass friendly game from Sam Howell, and then just another one the 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 Packers in the Packers game. I like like Jaden Reed over thirty eight and a half receiving yards. Last last time he played against Detroit had fifty five, so he cleared that number. And you no, know, obviously the last couple of games he's he's cleared that number quite easily. 
And, you know, he's he's been pretty sporadic for the most part. But I think now that, you know, we have Luke Musgrave out, Aaron Jones is out. Um, they have they have injuries. I think Dontavia Wicks is also out. So there's, you know, that that's another guy that would be factoring into the wide receiver rotation. But Jaden Reach definitely benefit um, with with added with added opportunities and added targets due to those injuries. So I like him over 38 and a half receiving yards. Okay, uh, two players I'm looking at right now. One is Tyler Lockett at over four and a half receptions. I know we talked about DK possibly missing this game. On top of that, we got all the books, all the major books have the juice to the over, and. Uh, and, you know, in underdog, there's no change in terms of odds. So as long as you put in a pick three, then you you better your odds in terms of you know, all three of those picks hitting. So on underdog, over four and a half for, for, for Tyler Lockett. And I have another one. I'm also looking at Quay Walker, linebacker for Green Bay, uh, under eight and a half tackles. They also seen this on all the books. They have the juice to the under on this. And I believe this might be Quay's first or second game back uh, from injury. I know he's been out for a little bit. So I believe if this is the second game back, you know, coming off a short week, he may not be getting all the snaps. So, um, and again, all these books have his tackles number at eight and a half juice to the under. So those are the two I'm kind of looking at right now and probably be playing for the Thursday night, Thursday slate of games. Yeah. I like them. Like them. Like the, uh, like the logic. All right, y'all. So this is the end of the episode. Make sure y'all tap into destinationdevy.com where we put out a lot of different things or articles. You can see what pods are coming out. You can also tap into the tools that we have with, with the war tool. We have the Trinity tracker, the Trinity tool where you can you know find the Trinity of, of you know, stats that Ray has come up with in terms of what he deems necessary for 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 a wide receiver to be you no know, productive in fantasy. And you can use those type of tools to, you know, find get an edge in terms of players that you want to trade for, you want to sell and whatnot. So make sure you tap into Destination Devi Radio Network on Spotify or Apple where we drop pods pretty much every day. Ike, you got anything before we get up out of here? No, um just echo genes. I I, I echo gene sediments and you know good luck to you guys in week twelve and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Eat a lot of turkey, eat a lot of W's. Yeah, man. On that note, we'll holler at y'all. Peace out.